Welcome to the podcast. Jeremy Neiser here. Before we get to the episode, this is a very special one. Chris Zavaglia, the Director of Baseball Communications, the Assistant General Manager from the Stockton Ports. We dig into three big things. How we were able to increase the attendance 15%, went from zero sellouts to three, and then we increased online ticket sales by $12,000. This is a marvelous case study for you to be able to dig in and hear some of the tactics and tips that we did together working on his marketing during the year. Super excited for you to be able to take a listen. So here we go. Welcome to the Sports Marketing Machine Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Neiser. Today, we have a very special guest, Chris Zavaglia, the Director of Baseball Communications. Essentially, he's the AGM of the Stockton Ports. This is a wonderful case study to talk about what you did during the year and what it looks like now. And we actually work together, so there's a lot of insight on what help I provided, what you guys did, and what have you. So I'm super excited to talk to you, Chris, so welcome aboard. So before, uh, folks probably don't know who you are, so let's talk a little bit about your background. How did you end up with the ports, working in sports? What's that been like for you, and how did you get here? Got a internship with Cal State Maritime, Swallow School in Vallejo, and I did an internship throughout the summer and then ended up getting hired on part-time and kind of did that throughout the rest of my college career. Uh, graduated in December of 2019 before the pandemic. Um, was looking to get something right into sports afterwards, but decided to stay put and kind of stay at my uh, school gig, and then COVID happened. So I got laid off and then ended up working in my uh, furniture store uh, job that I had for years and um, did that for a little while. And, you know, during COVID, I actually got connected with a ind- independent baseball team, the Vallejo Admirals, who let me do a little bit of work here and there for their media department and kind of keeping them, uh, you know, uplifted and, you know, not, not mute. And so did that, wrote some press releases, all that fun stuff. And then, uh, ended up still working at the furniture gig full time for the rest of that 2020 year. And then 2021, um, I was able to get hired on part time, uh, back at Cal state maritime. And then, uh, as I saw job listings kind of come about and, on teamwork online too the ports had something open it was a media and video board seasonal role um and it was minimum wage i was uh still obviously really interested in it and i ended up applying didn't hear back for the first couple of weeks while i applied so i actually went back into my application and did a cover letter kind of made it baseball quirky funny the tit the whole tidbit and Still heard nothing. And so a week later, I actually ended up emailing our now general manager, uh, at the time, community relations manager, Jordan Fennick, um, you know, why I deserve the job, why I'd be a great fit. And he forwarded it to the uh, one of the people in the office that was actually looking to hire for that position. And I ended up getting an email and an interview, and one thing led to another, and I ended up getting hired on. I've been here ever since. So um, April of 21 was when I was officially hired, right before uh, the season started. So I had a a quick turnaround time between getting hired and actually starting for the season. No clue about, you know, how things operated or, you know, what the expectation 
for me was and I didn't you know I was a young kid and still fresh out of college fresh out of the pandemic and not really knowing anything um always wanted to work in sports and thought it'd be a great you know step in my career and a, and a uh you know good foot in the door but I didn't expect to, to get this point already but very happy I I am and very lucky to do so fantastic when did you take over the marketing there with the ports so I ended up taking over the marketing realm um, fully in March of last year in 2022. I, as mentioned, video video board media assistant, I kind of contributed to the social media realm and uh, some creative content that we did at the time in 21. Um, helped out with the website here and there and just kind of dipped my toes a little bit in, in that world. Um, transitioned into a sales role in the off season in 21. Uh, taking over tickets as well as doing my media stuff and then 2022 we had some turnover in the office and net opportunity presented itself i was able to kind of take that role in leading the marketing department and oversaw that and you know not having an understanding or a clue about it you know 22 was definitely a learning curve for me and uh you know taking that over right before the season started not knowing again anything on the admin side of things or you know how to really truly be the person to market for a baseball team so it was it was a lot at first but you know if you would have told me now I mean I I love it I didn't think I would I would love it um, and enjoy you know what I do right now as much as I thought I would but it's been a lot of fun a lot of learning curves as I mentioned and uh, you know just embracing it all as I go yeah. Fantastic. So this is uh, now your second season is essentially running the, the marketing department. Uh, first year was learning. You're implementing a marketing plan that's probably a, a lot of other folks had some input in. This year, 2023, it was your plan. You, you orchestrated everything. How did you finish the year? What did it end up being percentage-wise on some things? Let's let's start attendance. So 2023 versus 2022, what was your attendance? You had an increase, right? Yes, we did. So 2022, um, you know, overall for the marketing department, it just it wasn't where we wanted it to be. And I think there's a lot of things you could look at. Right. Um, but heading into this year, um, was able to get, a, you know, some grasp of the marketing realm uh, between the metrics to the numbers to just the trends. Right. And just understanding our market as a whole. Um, and so with that, applying all that, uh, we ended up seeing a 15 percent increase in attendance for the 2023 season. Fantastic. And then sellouts, that's a, that's a big thing. How many did you have this year versus last year? Yeah, we ended up selling out three times this season. First time we sold out since the after the pandemic and, um, you know, I think the first time since we've sold out since 2019. So uh, really positive stats in the marketing department as a company, as an organization. And, you know, we're doing the right things. And, you know, it's not just me. It's, it's the team effort at the end of the day. And uh, just getting everyone's minds together and having that creative ability to, uh, you know, implement some of the stuff that we want and, you know, use some stuff that's worked over the recent years and just throughout the port's history um, while applying some of the new crazy trends that go on in the marketing world. Mm -hmm. And as far as revenue, because you, you've got your pulse and fingers and a lot of the marketing that you do relates to the web sales, uh, that was a huge, huge jump for you as well, right? Yes, very much so. And that was a big emphasis for this year. You know, 21 was just an outlier year. Uh, we had a really good year that year. And, you know, no one really expected what that year was going to entail. Uh, big surprise in the marketing department for that year. Again, we kind of 
didn't have the year that we wanted to in 22 and just looking at some of the trends and, and what we did, what worked, what didn't kind of do an analysis of it all. Uh, it was, you know, going back to the drawing board, going back to the basics. And, you know, this year we ended up going with a wide range of things from implementing a billboard in numerous different areas in the stock to market. Uh, a lot of the digital ad space with different platforms, radio coverage from our local radio stations, applying that all led to an increase in brand awareness uh, and an increase in revenue uh, to where we saw over a 5% increase in our web sales. That's fantastic. Right. Just keep keep doing that. You keep growing that 5% every year and you keep increasing the attendance I and mean, 15%. Next year, you get it to 20%. You, you just keep going. It, it, it just makes it so much easier. And you got three sellouts this year. You get five next year and you just keep building on it it's a win-win-win so well we started working together in may you were a month into the season you were implementing your marketing strategy uh when we sat down i, I kind of sat down with you and we were kind of assessing where you were a month in, into the season what were some of the immediate takeaways as we started working together and talking that became like light bulb moments for you yeah you know i think having just a you know the basic understanding uh, you know, knowing the why, the how, as you break it down and as we, as you mentioned, sat down and just kind of went back to the basics and having an understanding of why customers do this or the reason, you know, why they buy in certain months more than others, why they buy in certain days and the average order value and all these simple metrics that you, when you look at and break down and say, hey, how can we increase these things by X amount? Um, you know, a lot of them was just, well, you know, hey, why did I not think about that before? Um, so you really ended up simplifying things in, in in terms of, you know, having the understanding of the metrics, why we, you know, why we look at it this way, and then also how to apply it. I think that was the big thing that I was kind of missing and uh, lacking in a way was having that application of, okay, taking this data, and we've seen from trends from 22 to 21 to even pre-pandemic and in multiple different areas in the marketing department, but how do we use this data in order to increase and grow? And so that was the biggest piece that I think, like I said, that I was missing and coming along and having more understanding of that after we ended up connecting for a little bit and, you know, just having those light bulb moments of, you know, hey, when you break it down this way, when you get from this platform, for example, you need this from this and, it's it's all a trickle down effect and when you look at it that simplified and you then work your way up it just makes it that much easier fantastic yeah that's it, such a great point you just brought up it's a bunch of little things it's a bunch of base hits there are no home runs if you can see hey on this platform you're getting a conversion rate of 10 percent. if i can turn that to 12 percent, what would that do the average the average order value was the one stat that i think was was eye-opening for a lot of folks um let's talk a little bit about that one and and how we were able to kind of lay things out a little bit and say hey this is what uh, an actual ticket buyer is worth to you yeah, so, you know, having the understanding of looking at our individual game buyer and, and seeing 40, our average order value right now is it's hovering around the $44 mark. Seeing that and then based on the number of tickets per customer they buy, um, you know, how many tickets does an average person buy at the time? What is the revenue from that? And how can we then increase our conversion rate from our digital platform to our website, to our email database? and diving into the metrics of those and seeing where the revenue streams come from and, and having understanding of, okay, well, 
based on this, how can we drive revenue or how can we grow this? And so a lot of it is, again, fun, engaging stuff, videos, uh, a lot of stuff that, again, just keeps the, the fans, the audience engaged. That's really the big thing that I think I've also had a, a light bulb moment too is in, always keep engaged with your audience. You never want to, you know, be too salesy with your approach and just say, "Hey, buy this." You want to make it fun. You want to make it. You you want to paint the picture about how fun it is to come here rather than, "Hey, we have games this Saturday. Come come buy tickets." Right? You want to show the fans, show the audience that you know it's a great time here at the ballpark. We pride ourselves on affordable family fun, and you know you're missing out if you don't come. We're, and mind you, I never never said, hey, buy these tickets. I was just able to prove right then and there that, hey, this is what we're about. Take it or leave it. And so, you know, we, again, based on impressions and, and having an understanding of a reach and the digital ad front and, you know, you can go on and on about all of these numbers and what plays into the marketing world, especially from the digital perspective, because that's continually to grow in our day and age. But again, going back and, and kind of seeing you know, the, the, the full circle of it all, uh, made it that much easier. Yeah. We talked a lot about creating video content and knowing that you're getting lots of eyeballs. People are watching it like it's a TV commercial. And then the organic reach actually exposes it to people who aren't even your fans. You guys have adopted this idea of pumping out a lot of video content now because you can start to see that instead of staring at a graphic image, they're watching a video, which is like a commercial for you guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things too that, that kind of stuck with me um, was the, the video part of it, right? having a constant uh, video rather than a graphic, uh, we actually ended up applying that for the rest of the season once we ended up talking. But I did a, for example, a five bucks a day on the uh, meta Facebook digital ad front and just ran a video saying, hey, ticket start um, at this price. And again, going into the meta world and again, like you just talked about, you showed me how to upload audience list and how to become creative and targeted with that approach and, you know, creating lookalike audiences and becoming more targeted, I think too, was another thing that was just, wow, why didn't I think of this earlier too? Um, you know, when you can get this strategic in, in your, in your buyers and see their buying habits and have an understanding you know, why they chose this game or why they chose this day of the week. But going back, I mean, you know, I think that was a really good uh, good base for us to, to build a constant brand awareness um, was having a video that played throughout the season, changing the video uh, on a basis, but having a constant video on top of our homestand promotions that we have going on, on top of our special deals, uh, again, having so many things going on it's just going to lead to that many more eyeballs being seen from different fans from different people that may have not come to a ports game that end up becoming a, a ticket buyer yeah fantastic uh, as you started working through the season you were tracking some towards some goals and you were looking at metrics and what have you what were the main metrics that you were staring at as you were tracking towards your goal obviously you're talking online ticket sales and revenue there but what were some other things yeah, some of the metrics that I was looking into was, especially towards the later part, were uh, reach impressions, as well as kind of seeing, again, where our sales came from. And so with that, we use 
again, Facebook, Meta, the front, the digital ad front. We also use Awarity too. So that's a digital advertising platform. That, again, you're able to get really targeted with uploading your individual buyer list to, to them, to that platform. And then they're able to then send ads out uh, to the certain zip codes in your area. So making sure we're, we're hitting that conversion rate. Um, we're seeing the revenue brought in from there, as well as all of our our sales platforms from our emails to our uh, texting to, um, you know, utilizing FIBO and kind of seeing, you know, what ads work, what, what don't, um, creating an A and B test is what I kind of ended up implementing towards, especially towards the later part. Um, as we all know that you when know, you and I have talked about July 3rd is kind of your mark of, you know, Hey, you build up all the way to then you have your really good crowds that week slash weekend um, that day and then things typically start to fizzle out in the industry so it's you know at that july august time when school is about to start up you're going to get those families that go back and say hey we don't have the time anymore um, you know a lot of teams go say hey how can we keep keep it consistent how can we keep the awareness going to where we still attract new new buyers and that was one of the things that I really harped on and becoming strategic with my budget as well and saving a lot of it towards the back half of the season and seeing why this homestand did better than last because we ended up uploading all of these lists. We ended up you know, looking at certain dates and targeting more dollar amount to those. Um, and so being creative with the video again too and adding you know, player content and highlight videos, homestand recaps, all of it. Uh, again, it all ties together to where it makes the marketing as a whole uh, grow and, and continue to build. One of the big things that we did was we uncovered uh, ticket sales from sources. You want to talk through what you did in, in working with tickets.com and, and kind of the insight that you pulled from this? Yeah, so once I found that out, that was probably the the biggest eye opener um, I think I've ever come across in the marketing world so far was you you were actually then able to track well, yeah how how many tickets you were able to sell revenue as well uh, from an email by simply just inputting a code. So this code, yeah, you would then contact to tickets.com. You would tell your rep, hey, I want my code to be, uh, for example. STK for Stockton and then whether it's email put email in there after the STK and you input it into the URL um, and so from there you're able to create links and put it into each platform to where then you're able to track and say I sent out an email with this marketing source code that for example has STK in the URL people click on it through the email and they go through their buying purchase flow and they end up five tickets we are then able to track those five tickets to the amount of revenue brought in from those five tickets. And from there, uh, again, have a good grasp of, okay, where are we, where are we getting our most revenue from? You know, where are we generating that from? Okay, cool. Is it email? Then we're going to probably send a lot more emails. Be creative with that. Is it texting? Okay, well, let's go ahead and send out more texts. So using this data, again, goes back to the how to, to utilize it and apply it. Well, once we saw this and saw the trends, we saw email worked really well. We saw texting work really well. And believe it or not, Instagram was one of our big ones, too, that worked uh, really well for us. And utilizing the video on Instagram, I think, was a huge, huge play. Um, again, mixing it up between player content and player highlights and uh, homestand highlights. Again, making it look fun 
um, you know, I think attracted and saying, hey, there's a simple, we use Linktree uh, in our Instagram bio. So people just were able to click on that, then click on the ticket, ticket link for there for the game on Saturday, buy it, and we were able to track it there. So um, tracking it, this all, again, goes back to the having a better overall understanding um, of your market and of your, especially your individual ticket buyer. Such a great point. So you have tracking links for every single place that people would be able to buy tickets that you can control. So you have them on your emails, your texting, your social media platform. So you know exactly how much a ticket buyer is worth from Instagram versus Facebook versus TikTok and Twitter or X rather. Um, you, you have you don't have to have them on your website because you're ultimately driving people to your website. But you know exactly. That gives you so much insight next year to say, hey, Instagram we sell a boatload of tickets here uh, you can actually allocate marketing more marketing dollars towards it now because now you've got evidence that says hey he, when I do X Y happens right exactly and heading into next year the, the mind's already going the, the, the wheels are churning and you know just being having this creative ability of saying okay well these were our top ones and we started a little bit late but we at least have a, a good understanding of the trend, um, you know, some data to at least get a basic understanding of, okay, we ha we saw where our, our revenue streams come from in each platform. Well, then how do we use that for next year? So does that mean we increase our video engagement? Does that, does that mean we end up doing special ticket offers just through Instagram? Uh, having this, this data is only going to help you and be more beneficial because you're able to get, have more leeway with it. You're going to have a lot more, room to play with and in the marketing world it's a lot of again trends and what's going on and some things that work one week may not work the other and so just thinking on your feet and having that quick ability to adjust is the big thing too and you'll be more than fine as long as you pick up and see these trends and see what works in certain months too and uh, applying this data and say hey Instagram looks better in April than it does in, say, July and August. And just having that that data is is you can do so much with it. And having that to your expense is is only going to again benefit you for the long haul. Yeah, I agree with you. Using data during the season is uh, to to make some of your decisions, how you're organizing your marketing budget, planning it, and what have you. Your off season, how how are you using data? What's the the off season look like? for your marketing because you got a lot of momentum and you finish 15% up three sellouts next year. How are you using some of the data and some of what we did during the season to give you momentum for next year? Yeah. So the big thing for the off season is going to continue to keep our brand awareness high. Um, so we're looking to st still keep awareness um, at the top of the mind and utilize that for the off season. Um, so that's most likely going to become a, a year-round thing rather than just a seasonal thing for us. Um, a good, again, approach to create impressions to increase our reach, um, especially with our uh, new sales coming up here soon. So uh, utilizing that for our ticket plans is going to be an adjustment too. So now we're going to be able to track how many mini plans we sell through emails, through Instagram, um, season tickets as well. Um, being able to track that, I've already set up the source codes for the five game plan that we have, the 10 game plan that we have, half season or full season on each different sales platform to where, hey, we're able to, to track you know, what, what's our best our best approach for mini plans, um, you know, especially this off season, right? How are we going to grow our, our season ticket 
revenue. Um, and and having this at, at our expense is, is going to be key. And, um, you know, again, learning buyer trends. We, last year, for example, our big thing was email. Um, so we'll go ahead and see if, based on the data that I have now, if that's going to continue. So again, going back and this, it may not work, but we'll go ahead and give it a shot and just accordingly. And you're growing your email list too. That's an off-season goal as well. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So growing our email list, growing our texting databases, um, you know, merchandise revenue is always a good one to kind of keep that passive income coming, if you will. Um, as well as, again, going back to the engagement, we utilize Fan Compass to have a lot of enter to wins, uh, spin the wheels, uh, polls, surveys, you name it, to again, have stock reports constantly on, on fans' minds. Uh, in order to, to have them keep thinking about us even when it's not even baseball season. That's the biggest thing. So building from the ground up again and utilizing, uh, you know, these engagement tools in order to increase our email database and our texting database um, and overall buyers in general um, in order to, to increase the revenue in the grand scheme of things. Man, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the port staff. Just being able to, to work alongside you and provide you with the opportunity to look at this data and make decisions. Like I, I can show you some things and then I've, I have the experience to be able to say, hey, when you do X, Y happens, but being able to present it to you and you putting the pedal to the metal and saying, hey, here's why we're going to do this and presenting it to the general managers and, and staff members. It just gives so much understanding and why behind it. So I'm just so pumped and happy and excited for you and the port staff because the sky's the limit you now understand what's actually happening and that becomes such a huge eye-opening experience for teams because oftentimes teams have no idea where their ticket sales come from now you know so you could know exactly what when you do an x activity when you do x y happens you get it so i'm just so pumped for you guys because three is going to turn into six in a blink of an eye and then from six sellouts it's going to turn into 20 and then then you're on to something so just super excited for you guys super proud happy to have had to, some emphasis and some help on, on getting you to this point and working with you as well yeah i'm, I'm excited for it we got a lot of big things coming up ahead and uh, we're already looking forward to 2024 but yeah, I mean, I appreciate everything you've done for, for me, uh, you know, having me, you know, learn from you and uh, giving me all of this data. It's it's a it's a lot. Um, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I at least have the understanding to to apply the basics uh, to it to at least have us grow in the marketing department. So that was really good to see. And, um, you know, and again, as the organization, as a company uh, helping us out and, and it, re it really means a lot. My pleasure. Well, Chris, best of luck this offseason. As always, if ever I can be in any help, you know how to find me. <laughs> Absolutely, Jeremy. Appreciate the time, man. You got it. Stop it just a sec.